Welcome to the Blood Brothers Podcast with Ben Steiger and Eric Metz. Today is a special episode. It's also a, a bit of a sad episode for, for me, but man, I am excited for what Eric has to share. Eric's entering a new season of life and has decided that God is leading him away from the podcast for now. And I had asked Eric if he had one final message for our listeners, what would that message be? be. And I certainly hope that Eric has more input on this podcast, you know, over time, but for a season he's stepping away and he has shared that he wants to, to talk about uh, the presence of the father. Eric, I just want to give you the stage and the freedom to just communicate your heart and what God's put on your heart. And I'm excited to, to hear from you this morning. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. And it's been great to work with you. I guess this has been over a year now. We've had this project going. And so just want to say thanks for your partnership on this. It's been great picking this podcast and getting it off the ground and just the interaction and seeing how God's moved and just what he's put on our hearts to share. And so just want to thank you for your partnership on that as well. When we, again, uh, stepping away, hopefully just for a season, just so our listeners know, uh, I was given an opportunity to work for a faith-based company in a, in a leadership role, just planning to minister in a different type of way in this next season uh, at work more and focusing there and really wanting to pour into any of the members of that. Uh, I've got work with clients as well as just our employees. So we have the freedom and flexibility to share our faith, to pray, to to be more of a light there. So I feel like God opened that door. And so just walking in that next season. So I'm not going away. I'm going to still be a part of the ministry and other facets, but going to be bittersweet as far as uh, stepping away for now. But when Ben asked me about this kind of final topic. The presence of the Father is is near and dear to my heart. Just to give you a background on me and my story, we've talked about it in past podcasts of explaining the story further, but growing up, you know, about 12 years old, my, my father was diagnosed with brain cancer and we thought, okay, it's only for a season. He's going to have surgery. You know, it's, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through this, you know, and you know, and for a few months there, he was recovering and doing okay. And, and, but towards the fall again, it, it relapsed. And unfortunately, uh, it was malignant cancer. He had, you know, chemotherapy, all that. And just, it was, it was uh, the Lord's will to, to take him home to him uh, later that year. So it was about a year span of working through all the emotions of losing a father at the age of 12. So uh, my brother was 15, my other brother was nine, and you can only imagine what my mom was going through. And so it rocked my world, to say the to say the least. Uh, it's been a trauma. I wouldn't have called it trauma back then, but now I understand it was a traumatic experience. And uh, it was one of those situations where it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? Who's going to teach me how to be a man? Who's going to show me how to live? Like, my mom's going to do only so much, and she did all that she could, and again, Praise her for, for her, just sucking it up and 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 she leaned on the Lord as well. So I want to give her credit and for leaning on Him to this process. But you know, you're still learning about God at that point in your life. And so I uh, went through the you know did the things that I thought I was supposed to do. But um, when I met Him, when I met Jesus in college that's when I really started to see the father's fingerprints on my life over the years. 
he had given me guys to show me how to to be a man. Like my older brother, for instance, is one of those guys that the Lord used to mentor me to, you know, how to shave. You know, just basic stuff, like nothing, nothing earth shattering, but just how to approach girls, you know, things like that, where it's like, you know, you're, you, you seek for your dad's advice so often as you're growing up. And so my brother was there. Actually, both my brothers were there, you know, and then I've had like, you know, other guys that God has just raised up along the way to mentor me and show me what does it mean to be a man. And then the father himself. And so when I met Jesus in college and, and surrendered my life to him, he started to draw me, draw me to his word, draw me to to his presence and just to pray. And then I started when I was in North Carolina after college, uh, I started to uh, practice listening, started to prayer journal, started to write down the thoughts that came to my mind. And so as I was prepping for this uh, and sharing more of my story, uh, Psalm 16 was laid on my heart. And I'm going to read Psalm 16. And and what's interesting about this passage is laced through this passage is the different things that God has done over my life to be the father that I didn't have, to be that source of wisdom, strength, encouragement. You know, you, you long to hear your dad say, I'm proud of you. Well, the father did that for me during a prayer time one time. Like he spoke over me and said, I bragged about you to the angels around me. And oh, by the way, your dad's up here too. And he's proud of you as well. Now the specific, very specific and clear prayer time I had with him. And that just, I mean, I melted, (laughs) you know, to hear the Lord speak over your life like that. And so again, this is sharing my story, but also this is encouragement for all of our listeners out there to to spend time with the father because he can heal you as well. A lot of us have father wounds, whether that's a, a, a passing away father, like a father who dies like mine did or an absent emotionally or completely absent. He just, he's not around. And so a lot of us have father wounds. And so I'm sharing this as an encouragement that God, the father can heal you, can be that and fill in that gap yeah, of what we need. You know, a lot of us, have more significant father wounds, but all of us have father wounds. Cause, cause I haven't met one perfect dad, one perfect <laughs> father. That's for know? sure. And, yeah. and there's no way around it. You know, a father, a son looks at as a hero, you know, they yeah. want their dad to be their hero. And so any inadequacy in that, yeah. which there is certainly going to be, uh, yeah. there's aspects that wound, you know, a son. And so, man, I had an incredible dad. I have an incredible dad. He's my number one volunteer. He's a great source of love and wisdom for me and for my yeah. family. But yet he was imperfect, you know, and there were areas of my life that, as I've unpacked it, you know, that affected how, you know, I would live out different aspects of my life. And so all of us are wounded to some degree, but to your point that there's some more significant wounds out there. And especially in your case where, mm-hmm. man, you largely grew up without, you know, that dad in your life. Yeah. So. Yeah, Marge and I always joke around. It's not about how much counseling our kids need or not if they need counseling or not. It's really a matter of how much counseling they need when they get older. So (laughs) to your point of uh, there's no perfect father out there, that's for sure. 
So, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to, I want to read Psalm 16, five through 11 and just kind of pause as I go through to show you and just to share a couple little snippets of my life about how God has been that father and has fulfilled this, this Psalm of David. It's crazy how the God's word works. Uh, he, it applies to so many different facets of our lives and different seasons. So, all right, Psalm 16, five to 11. Verse five says, the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in, in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I just want to pause there and say the Lord has, has provided for us and my wife and my family. And I'm telling you, Ben, the math does not work. Like we were given a car, literally given a car. When we first were married by another couple in the church that was just like, you know what? We were praying about what would you do with this car? And you and your wife were put on our heart to give this car to. Would you like a car? (laughs) I mean, what? Like, that doesn't happen. Stuff like that where, you know, we were struggling financially. And my wife literally was like, God, we don't even have paper towels. Like, you know, just kind of was in that like kind of a low point. Uh, you know, again, I started out as a teacher, so teacher salary, raising kids again, we were tight. Well, uh, the next, literally the next day, someone comes and says, yeah, I just felt like I, God was one of my hearts to provide groceries for you guys. And sticking out of the top of the bag <laughs> was paper towels. Like, are you serious? Like that, this stuff and just happen. So just to say he does give us, he does provide, he is that father that we need and he needs he he provides for needs we don't even know we have or even realize that we have so all right verse seven i bless the lord who gives me counsel in the night also my heart instructs instructs me i'm going to pause there the lord will give you counsel he's given me counsel in my quiet time as i said i've started prayer journaling and just starting to try to listen all right lord is there something you want to tell me or I even ask questions and give me some answers. And he's counseled me in multiple ways. He's spoken to me that, that he's proud of me, that he loves me. You know, he's counseled me in like what to do, how to raise the kids, what to, what to teach them, what to focus on, who to pour into. Oh, talk to this person. So he's counseled me along the way. Yeah. And the next part of that is in the night also, my heart instructs me. Uh, we were at a church, a prosperity gospel church in North Carolina when we first were married. Didn't know it was prosperity gospel at the time. We were just kind of doing our thing. And and uh, God gave me a dream. I still remember to this day. I woke up at like 2 a.m., wrote it all down in my journal because it was one of those like, like almost scare you awake dreams. And it was about like this pastor and about this church group event and then people were trying to get me to stay and I was trying to leave and it was just really like weird. And, and the, the leaders of the church were like turned into like these black robes and it got freaky and we're like, God, we're out of here, you know? And so, um, but what was interesting was that a short time later, things started to come out about the church we were attending. And it was one of those like precursors of, Hey, here's a heads up. Things aren't, going well with this church that you're a part of and so it was one of those like really like almost clear confirmations that uh, he gave me some counsel and some wisdom along the way and even in the night he can give you a dream he can give you a vision 
things like that, that the Lord, um, he's good. So, yeah. uh, verse eight says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Uh, I, I tend to be a people pleaser. Uh, I tend to not be the most, I wouldn't say it. You probably can tell by my voice or by my demeanor that I'm not the most like bold, you know, confident person in the world. And so, but I want to say that the Lord has given me strength through the years to lead a family, to speak up when I need to speak up, to, you know, do the things that I need to do as a father and as a husband and, and as a worker and, and to, to take a leap of faith, to switch careers from teaching to the business world, things like that, where it's like, he's been at my right hand the whole time. Yeah. And it's caused me not to shake. And so, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great. So, uh, he's there for us. Verse nine, therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy one see corruption. Uh, just knowing the peace and the joy that the spirit is inside of me that I have, uh, that I will have eternal life, that I will, that I have a guarantee of his inheritance when I die, the peace and the joy that comes from the presence of the father, from the spirit living inside of me is just, it helps persevere through the ups and downs of life. Mm. Like it is, it is so secure. It's such an anchor, I should say, as you go throughout your life, having that security that he's there and he will not abandon me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. And so, Amen. and then the last verse, this is the, the verse that's like the, the climax of the, the psalm. It says, you make known to me the path of life. And I'm just going to pause there. His word and the, and the counsel and the people and the, and the community of believers that have been around me that God has allowed me to interact with over the years and, and to gain counsel from like he's clearly laid out a healthy fulfilling joyful freeing path of life for me that it's like i wouldn't have thought of that on my own i would not have you know seen how to navigate this life this world you know that was one of my core questions when my dad died it was like who's going to show me how to live well God the Father will show me how to live. And I didn't know it at the time, but he has stepped into that role for me and has given me the path of life. And the last part, it says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I want you guys to understand, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. In God's presence, having that quiet time, worshiping, being out in nature, walking with him, prayer journaling, whatever the spiritual discipline, communing with fellow believers at church, whatever. I just want you guys and encourage you guys, get in the presence of the Father. There's so much joy and peace and fulfillment. It's it's life, literally life-changing. Yeah. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. You can only imagine the God of the universe who literally owns everything, knows you he knows me he's provided for me and it's provided for me things that i've needed things that have also bought me pleasure i mean he's provided for our family above more than just needs like we've been able to enjoy vacations we've been able to enjoy things and again it's not like 
everybody's story is that way necessarily and that he guarantees everybody's going to have this blessed perfect life but seek him for what you need seek him because he does have at his right hand all the resources in the world and so just wanted to walk through that that's my little my life story on how the father has really impacted my life changed my life took me from a religion to a relationship showed me how to live and navigate and so just want to encourage everybody seek the father seek his presence you will never regret so so good man the courage that it took for you to step into recognizing your wounded and brokenness recognizing the areas where you had masked as men we don't like to show weakness and vulnerability and to heal we have to we have to unbury you know some areas we got to strip back some layers to let god do his thing and, and it's yeah. a real true act of uh, recognizing our weakness you know and inherently as men we don't like to do that you know and so it takes courage and man i just want to honor you for taking that courageous step and for yourself for margie and your marriage for your children and for you know those that you lead this new exciting adventure ahead of you with with your workplace you know like Man, I, I have to believe that it's it's because of courageous steps, you know, that you were willing to take to allow the father to step in and to be the dad you needed him to be. Man, he's put you in a position of influence. And without yeah. the healing, you know, that has taken part, I don't think you would be the value that you are. Yeah. And so, uh, man, I just want to commend you uh, for yeah. that. And, you know, well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Again, God is... God is good. He causes us to will and to act according to his good purpose. So again, it's that partnership, that coordination, and again, him filling me with his spirit to to help me with all that. And you mentioned something that I want to, like as an analogy, I want to share with our listeners as well is uh, think of a wound as, you know, when you're a kid, you don't want the water or the, or any uh, thing to like even the Neosporin or anything to touch it or anybody to touch it. It's a wound. You're trying to cover it up. Uh, even a Band-Aid, you don't even want that on it because it, it may hurt, you know. And so to, in order to heal, you have to expose that to your point. It's just like a, a cut or a, a wound we have, physical wound that we have to heal. But we have to go through that first initial step of exposing it and then letting letting either a doctor or the, your mom or whoever to, you know, bandage your wound to clean it, to get it set up. And then once that first initial step is done, then the healing can take place. And so just take one step, just take that one step. It's just, he's there. He'll help you. He'll guide you through it. Yeah. Just take that one step and just pray about what that step is. And, and over time, it'll, it'll grow into be flourishing so yeah that's good man you know in closing you know that song uh, you are a good good father you know mm -hmm. comes to mind and a father whose son is is hungry he doesn't give him a serpent you know but he gives him a fish and uh man our father loves us so mm -hmm. much you know and to our listeners that that's maybe struggling with being fulfilled being free having 
purpose, feeling valued, you know, feeling loved. Uh, And if you just allow the father to do, as you just said, to, to step in and to tend to your wounds, you will experience new levels of freedom, fulfillment, and purpose. And I don't know about our listeners, but Eric, I know that that is what we desire. We desire more of what Jesus has for us, more freedom, more fulfillment, more purpose, so that we can be more of the man that God has created us to be, has given us the potential to be, and of who we desire to be. And uh, Eric, I know that I am a better man because of you in my life. I know that uh, our listeners are better uh, because of you. Truth be told, this podcast would not exist without you. You came to me, and uh, it's something that we've wanted to do for a long time, but, man, we just weren't able to pull the trigger. And uh, you said, I want to come alongside you guys to allow your guys' voice to get out there. And, Eric, so grateful and thankful for you and your investment and me in this ministry and in the hearts of our listeners. And uh, the podcast is to continue, and we yep. will announce some new plans on the next podcast but eric i just want to to thank you and i appreciate you brother yeah appreciate it too man again thanks a lot again partnership's been great look forward to the future for you guys and i'll be tuning in hear what the next phase looks like so that's great well you want to wrap out uh, your final episode yeah sure well guys thanks again for listening we appreciate your time again you can always connect with ben and the blood brother ministry with the show notes we've got the show notes down there that you can connect with us and also the website bloodbrothers.org and so again with that thanks again for listening and talk to you again soon